Your day has just begun. Yeah. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280, The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag college football. At this stage, I don't really have that concern. We, we have time, which is an asset in this case. We have till the end of June, early July, I think, before we have to decide if we're moving forward with football training camp. So I'd say right now I'm cautiously optimistic that uh, not only will all Pac-12 schools you know, be there, but the whole country together will be up to move forward and start college football on time. There you go. That's Larry Scott, Pac-12 commissioner. I'm not cautiously optimistic. I'm extremely optimistic. There's going to be some form of football. I don't know if it's the full schedule, but there's going to be it. That's what I believe, and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But that's my attitude. I'm going about it, taking all the precautions that I possibly can, but also trying to live life. So that's Larry Scott talking about yesterday that in-person workouts, I guess they'll be volunteer, begin in a couple of weeks, June 15th. Of course, the local governments and universities have to allow the I ain't student saying student athletes, Yach. I'm saying players because that's what they are. They're athletes. They're players. You're right. Sociology majors and they're players. And they're going to return to campus. Pac-12 joins the SEC and Big 12 in making conference-wide announcements allowing the return of players for voluntary workouts. SEC is going to begin as soon as June 8th. Of course, the SEC is going to do it. (laughs) They're probably already doing it. We just don't know. Big 12, June 15th. We already saw it. Alabama get in trouble with the whole Apple Watch deal. So, yeah, they're oh, already man. ahead of the game. That's crazy. Oklahoma, they're going to be more conservative. See about uh, workouts on July 1st. BYU, they're announcing they will allow f- football and men's and women's basketball players. How come we didn't go student-athletes on that? We just went players. That's crazy. Inconsistent. Trying to mix it up to for res- you. Resume voluntary workouts on campus June 1. And phase in other sports throughout the month. And this was sad news yesterday. Chris Dufresne. Now, he worked for the LA Times when I was down there for a long time covering college football. He's only 62 years old. He died. He had some issues. Uh, according to my good friend DJ, who was all over, he tends to like this type of stuff, uh, he sent me that uh, he died suddenly while eating dinner with his family. He had a melanoma reoccurrence recently. Of course, the problem is there's no such word as reoccurrence. It's recurrence, not O. Oh, we'll learn from that and all be better for it. So there you go. That's your college football, man. It's going to happen. It's going to happen at some point. Might as well get going with it. There you go. 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Hashtag NFL. It's way too early, I think, for every anybody really predict what's going to happen. But if things continue to trend in the right way, we continue to develop and, and learn more and more about the situation, circumstances, understand what's expected of us in terms of how we have to act and behave, I think we can hopefully get ourselves back into that position. At his new Washington coach, not Carolina, but Washington coach, Ron Rivera, his take as we continue to beat this into the ground and one guys uh, can come back uh, yahoo sports columnist charles robinson reported yesterday nfl coaches could return to team facilities as soon as next week with full squad minicamp workouts to begin as early as june 15th if 
State government allow franchises to resume full operations. Eh, I guess we're going to be talking about this every day until it actually happens. Yes, we will. Uh, I'm sort of bored with it. But uh, nevertheless, I got others who are excited about it. Uh, veteran quarterback Joe Flacco. He won't be ready for the Jets' season opener due to his surgically repaired neck. But said he looks forward to being with his new team after signing a one-year deal. Flacco's 35 years old now. He underwent surgery last month for a herniated disc and expects to be cleared by mid-September. So we'll see. I don't know that he'll really ever get on the field much. I would imagine that they're going to go with Darnold and as Darnold gets hurt, and then they'll make adjustments. Baltimore Ravens QB, Lamar Jackson, who is a smaller version of Taysom Hill, as I understand. He, he will. Well done. Uh, is, is, is <laughs> Don't sidetrack me. <laughs> He's planning on hosting teammates. For informal workouts in South Florida next week. How about that, man? Of course, he's the reigning NFL MVP. Who was it? Uh, Jay Glazer said he was a uh, Taysom Hill was a bigger Lamar Jackson. Well, that came. Uh, there's been multiple people have made that comparison, but yes. So it, well, then that would mean that Lamar Jackson is a smaller version of Taysom Hill. Yeah. So he said, "Well done." And, well, How would you like to be compared to that? Yeah, NFL MVP versus someone who's what six of thirteen, seven six of thirteen with one touchdown pass. Way to go! <laughs> But uh, Taysom, in time, he'll get his chance, and that's all you want. If he's good enough, he will succeed. I hope for the best for him. I'd love to see him be a big-time quarterback. I mean, I personally don't care either way, but I would like to see it. It gives us something more. The more storylines we have in our business, the better it is. And how about this, Yach? You're going to put out some bids because the XFL is up for auction in bankruptcy court with original owner Vince McMahon insisting he would not attempt to buy the league back after filing for bankruptcy shortly after firing the entire staff last month. At least 20 potential buyers are reported looking into the league, and it could resume operations in 2021. Are we going to continue to go with this stuff and act like it's going to happen? There's going to be a spring football There's league? There's still going to be people trying to do it until the NFL decides that they want to fund it. I don't think it's ultimately ever going to stick. And what would be uh, in in it for the NFL? I don't know. It, more of a developmental league where you can put guys, maybe if you decide to get rid of that three-year rule out of college where you guys don't want to go straight into the pros, you could have your own, in essence, G League like the yeah. NBA. But, but I mean, they, the college is already doing it for Exactly. Them. So why why so, pay more money yeah. when you already have a system that's doing that for you? Yeah, I get what you're I saying. I just don't think there's an appetite for it. I mean, we love football. Football's great and all that stuff. But is there a big-time appetite for minor league football when we already have it? The student-athletes play minor league football in that sense and in that regard. So do we need it? Why would you put any money into it? I mean, they could continue with these leagues, and it seems like a big waste of time. But that's me, man. And if they can do it, great. It would be awesome. Our little short run. What was it? The Stallions? Where did they go? Salt Lake months? Stallions. Yeah, went about eight games like the XFL this past season. Yeah, I got to admit, I didn't pay much attention to it. And I paid zero attention to the XFL. I paid attention to the Stallions to a degree because they were around here. But uh, not much. You know I paid attention to both, and the XFL was a better product. So maybe it's improving. We'll see if it comes back. Now, I did watch the LA Express because Norm Chow was there. <laughs> you mean the LA Wildcats? Oh, that's what they changed their name? Steve Young, you know. Come. <laughs> all right, that's your football, all comprehensive football right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Hashtag NBA. 
I don't think anybody's cool with that. Just against that t- type of intense atmosphere right away. Even though I said we're going to be playing without fans, it's still going to be intense. Uh, we're going to need at least, you know, I think most people around the league and around the world can agree that we're going to need some exhibition games. And I think we're going to need at least five exhibition games just to get ready or get into that mindset, that atmosphere of being uh, on that high intense level of playoff type basketball. That's Danny Green, and he's with the Lakers. I was thinking, man, the Spurs. Are the Spurs even going to make it? Well, that was two yeah, teams ago. That was two teams ago. <laughs> I was like, he's been to Toronto in between. Yes, he's won titles in both places, right? He's won titles in San Antonio. He's been there long enough. Yep. Obviously, he was with the uh, Raptors last year, and now he's with the Lakers. I always liked him. I always liked him as a role player. Uh, and, uh, you know, he's a veteran role player. And I don't think you can underestimate those guys. Uh, and I, I don't have any problem with what he's saying there, thinking that rather than go straight into the playoffs since they've been off for so long now, and it's so unusual, it's just uh, one-of-a-kind circumstance to go ahead and play some games. He called them exhibition games, if you want to call them exhibition games, if you want to have them count, uh, you know, whatever that uh, the league decides. Uh, I have to see if I have a problem with it. On the surface, I don't think I have a problem with it because to me, as I've been saying all along, the fact that they return is what I'm going to be celebrating And I've never been a big winning and losing guy, but in this case, I think it's even more applicable to just the fact that they're back. But I don't have uh, any argument. I think I can totally agree with what Danny Green is saying, that he wants to have some games first to get, basically get loose, I guess, to an extent, rather than the playoffs. Because that would be really interesting to not play for a couple of months, maybe even three months by the time they get there, because they're talking, what, the end of July, maybe? So I might even be four months. And so would you have to have something that could be a little bit of an intermediate time? Yeah, I can agree with that. And Mark Cuban talking about has suggested a plan that the NBA League office, uh, to the NBA League office, that would include all 30 teams playing five to seven regular season games before a playing tournament to determine the final two seeds, according to the report from ESPN. uh, And I'm reading it here. Cuban considers it a must for all 30 teams to participate in the presumption of the NBA season which obviously we'd heard about the situation down there in uh, Orlando, Florida at Disney World. Yeah, I agree. It would, To me, uh, I'd have to see it, but again, on the surface, that to restart and exclude some teams would be really funky. Uh, make them participate to an extent. Why wouldn't you? Uh, I would agree with that. Cuban's proposal includes the top 10 teams from each conference would qualify for the postseason and be reseeded based on record. Uh, it would be two play-in matchups. Either maybe single game or best of three, planning 17 versus 20 and 18 versus 19. The winners would advance to play the 15, 16 seeds for the final spots in the black the bracket. And then from there, they would go with the best of seven. Uh, so under Cuban's plan, uh, only the Warriors and Timberwolves would be out. Uh, I'd have to see more of it, but I like it. To me, I don't want to get crazy. I don't want to do something outrageously funky, but I think they can have fun with it to generate more interest. Well, because yeah. Yeah. This, this season's already—I don't—I can't say it's up in smoke, but it's already going to be remembered forever, and ever and ever as the most bizarre regular season slash playoffs that we've had because of this layoff. That was obviously the right thing to do. Don't have any problem with that. Uh, so, I maybe trump it up a little bit. Uh, Try something new. Why not? Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to get too crazy, though. Don't get too stupid on me. Well, yeah. But experiment, especially if you can draw interest, you know, because you look at the golf the other day, right? Didn't they they have some phenomenal ratings? It's obvious that folks are looking forward to this stuff. Highest ratings for 
golf on a cable network in television yeah. history. Yeah, and that's obviously not the regular networks uh, where the, you know, certainly the Fridays and Saturdays of the major tournaments and most of the tournaments are on anyway. But why not draw some people in? And it's, it's clear that we want sports. And we've always been a country of that. That's why I said I wrote that earlier. I wrote that uh, two plus months ago that sports now to me matters more than ever. Not the winning and losing, but the actual playing matters more than ever. And I think we're seeing that. And so I would like to see it. Do something, do something that's going to entertain me or intrigue me or both. I'm going to be in either way, obviously, because I've been in it in my whole life. And then now I have this job, and that's important, and obviously we'll be all over the jazz and, and see what happens. I mean, I, I disagree with the theory that I've got to get the top teams, the Lakers have got to be in it. I'd actually see, like to see somebody different, somebody who advances in this funky playoff system that we have. To me, that would be entertaining, and I would watch. They'd be out there balling. As long as they're out there balling and trying, that's all I require. Well, and and I, yeah, to go off your point there, PK, with what Damian Lillard said yesterday and the fact that if his team's not in the playoff hunt, well, that's what Cuban's plan here is trying to do is keep these players that you theoretically, you're still alive for a playoff spot, so stay engaged here. Don't don't check out like Damian Lillard threatened to do yesterday. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't want to see. He's a, he's a fantastic player to watch. I mean, he has these long shots there going down on the buzzer and all. That's exciting. That's fun for me as a consumer of it. I want to see him out there trying. If he makes it, great. If he doesn't, uh, well, I'll try it again. So that's the way I look at it. And and obviously we'll get more on that in the coming weeks. But I find some intrigue. And Cuban, the thing about Cuban is he has the mindset for entertainment. There's no doubt about that. So it's not like his plan is the only plan that they need to consider. But uh, if you go by what Adam Silver said a while back, I'm paraphrasing, but on one of the interviews that I saw, he said basically he's open to any suggestions. So certainly Mark Cuban has the right, as do many people, to give uh, Adam Silver suggestions and then the powers of B figure it out, and then away we go. So obviously we'll be following that in the days and weeks to come right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Hashtag Major League Baseball. All right, this has the potential to get ugly here. Been following that. I was watching it last night. They were doing uh, the Cubs and Cleveland Indians series, and then they'd have break-ins. They had uh, Madden and Ross and uh, a couple of media folk that they would be talking about it, uh, about what they were thinking at the time. And, and then they broke in a couple times with uh, this, what they say, is Passan? Uh, Jeff Passan, uh, yeah. Yeah, where he was giving you the updates of uh, what's going on and MLB is drawing the ire of the players union with this economic proposal that is significant cuts I mean this is massive cuts where they're talking about basically making 20% of their salaries when I heard 20% I thought oh they're going to get cut 20% but no no 20% of of what they're going to earn I mean I don't understand money and how all business works I leave that to DJ his mind is much smarter than mine uh, but I can't. I don't understand why they it can't be prorated, taking into account the losses because they're not going to have twenty five, thirty thousand at these games. I don't think anyway. Uh, so what is the loss in there? But once you start getting into books, I think uh, books can be manipulated, and the people who want to make a point, they're and in their numbers, 
the numbers can be thrown around to uh, we're losing this much, but are you really losing that much? You're saying you're losing this much, so you can take those, that much money from these players, all that stuff. And the Formula League offered, using as an example, would take a player who was scheduled to work, make the league minimum, which is uh, basically $563,000, and his prorated salary based on 82 games would be two hundred and eighty-five. dollars and I, and I get that. That's, that's not bad. It would take a 10% cut from that figure, leaving him with... 256, but a guy like Mike Trout who's making about 37 and a half million, uh, he'd make 19, prorated over 82 games, and then would have a base salary of 5.7. So, of course, you got to play the games. So, uh, if you if you choose to sit out for safety reasons, then that's your call. If somebody or you you know Trout's wife is expecting their first child and he doesn't want to be sequestered, all right. No problem on that, man. That's what you want to do, but then you don't get paid. So I think baseball is in a real tenuous situation here because it's going to come off as it normally does in these disputes as the general public looks at it as billionaires squabbling with millionaires. And the rest of us are trying to get by. You know, I'm in a better situation to get by than, say, somebody else is. And somebody else is in a better situation than another person. Uh, so it goes down the food chain, depending on how much money you make. I'm grateful for my work, and I'm grateful for my salary, and I'm going to leave it at that for me. Uh, but I'm not going to squabble publicly, and these guys out there, it becomes very public, and it's a bad look. And it, it's going to continue to get worse. And if they don't have a season, screw them. That's what I say. I'll just move along to something else. Uh, I don't. I love baseball, but I don't necessarily mean that means I love Major League Baseball. There's... I've, I've, itself I've gone to high school games already this year, and they started the season in March, and I, I went to a game, and I watched it, and I enjoyed watching some high school players play. So just because I like the sport doesn't necessarily mean that I'm married to MLB, and no matter what they do is great. Not at all. And I go to these games every summer. There's all sorts of stuff you can go. And uh, that the sport will continue even if these knuckleheads can't figure out. Oakland A's announced that they're laying off and furloughing a majority of their baseball staff. Minor leaguers, that they will not continue to pay them $400 a week after the end of, what, uh, May? Which is end this of this weekend. month, yeah. That's just in a few days. Mm-hmm. And then I heard uh, listening and watching and reading to somebody, a bunch of people, they're talking about, well, then shouldn't those players be then free agents? If you're not going to pay them, are they uh, automatically available to do whatever? Because if they're just seasonal employees, uh, then are they free to go? Has the potential to be a mess, that's for sure. All right, that's What is Trending. It's brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. You can receive a free osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing, 801-295-1690. 295-1690 Shamrock Plumbing Coming up, we have got at uh, 805, the president of Larry H. Miller Sports Entertainment which includes the jazz, obviously, Jim Olson is going to stop by and then we've got one of our basketball ex- experts a half hour later, Andy Bailey he covers the NBA and the jazz for Bleacher Report and Forbes.com uh, a few things that I want to talk to him about and I did not know this when I covered basketball for the Watchdog, uh, Wyoming had a really good team. And one of their good players, Marcus Bailey, got hurt. Well, I just found this out. That's Andy's brother. I was going to say, yeah. I did not know that. Yep. All, all those times we had him on, and I did not know. 
because he was a real good player for them. Bring it up today. Yeah, I will. And uh, Steve McLean, he had a team that was poised to do something at that point. Some probably as well as any Wyoming team in a good long while. But then Marcus got hurt. He was a local guy. I think he's from Cheyenne or certainly from Wyoming. And so that's Andy's brother. And he follows the Jazz. You can follow him on Twitter. He always got a lot of entertaining stuff. Coming up next, I just got a text. We're going to have a special guest, Yach. Did you get a text? No. Okay. <laughs> I did. I did. I did. Okay. So we'll, uh, we'll see if he follows through and joins us. Now, I got something that I got to discuss. We discussed it later yesterday. And we'll see if we can... Uh, hit it this morning for those of you who listen at this time of day it's going to drive you crazy stay with us 97.5 1280 the zone